I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. There's a million MCs that claim they want some, but see, I create sounds to make your ears go numb. Peace to say is Av. Yeah, you know how we go. My best friend, my best friend Steven at the Home Depot. Lower ten is in the house. I can't forget Southside. Walk past some seeds like that girl did the far side. I'm labeled at the cats and y'all the MC with the know how. Act like you know. Not now, but right now. Beast of the East on them seeds. I have a feast. I eat that ass like quiche and crack a smile like Shanice. Straight out Jamaica scene, Jamaica Queens. You can find me out in Georgia or anywhere in between. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen. Oh man, you gotta love the old school New York rap. They give shout outs to people that like literally no one on the album knows. No. Shout out to my best friend Steven at the Home Depot. Like, yeah, working third shift. Why did Fife think that that was a good thing to put in his album? I don't know. Cause that person was <laughs> listening and they were like, um, uh, yeah, I heard your album and, uh, yeah, you ain't shot me out. Yeah. Now, right. You told me you was going to put me in a bar on album and, uh, I don't, I ain't hear nothing. Free, I, free ad for Home Depot too, by the way. Right. But uh, anyway, man, this is the Blackout Test Podcast. Just me and Karen today. Find us at theblackouttips.com on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find us by searching The Black Guy Who Tips. Leave us five-star reviews, people, okay? It's important. It moves us up the rankings in iTunes and Stitcher. And we love to hear what you guys think about the show. Um, If you want to call and leave a message about how you don't like Karen, don't do that because I won't play it, as it's been evidenced. But you might be able to sneak it in in a review, and then I'll cuss you out afterwards. But you'll, <laughs> be, but you'll be heard. And yes, that's you will. The most important to you assholes. To the rest of you people that are cool, just leave us a five-star review, because, look, you've been meaning to for a while. You got a little behind. I know you probably made your New Year's resolution. I'm going to leave five-star review this year. And it's July. You still have a lot of time, but right. I say time is running out. And there's no better time than the present. Okay? Right now. So go ahead, everybody. Go to iTunes and leave us that five-star review. And leave us a five-star review on Stitcher, too. Mm-hmm. And if you are already left one on uh, on Stitcher, you can leave one again. That's the good news. Yes, you can. iTunes, you're going to leave one. Sorry. So Unless you, you create a whole new account. Yeah, whatever you said stands for a lifetime. But as far as Stitcher, they'll let you go and put as many as you want. It always helps us out. Uh, keeps us in the top 100 shows. Um, you know, we're holding it down. Us, Neil deGrasse, Tyson, and the Reed, guys. That's right. That's all the blackness you get in the top 100 on Stitcher. All the blackness. So we need y'all to keep coming through. Yes, us and other folks, too. Support other people and leave them five-star reviews on Stitcher, too, to get them up in the 100, because we out here, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for all you people. Um, you know, and of course, today's show, we're still doing this for a friend of the show. Got himself in a little trouble. Anthony Camille, of the formerly of the Open Your Anthony Show. We podcast today because he can't. Okay? <laughs> We're going to go ahead and go to work because he's not allowed to free Anthony. Justice for Ant. Solidarity for the white man. Okay? <laughs> uh, the official weapon of the show is an unofficial sport. It's Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to all the black fans of Anthony Camille that go on Twitter and defend his racism. Mm-hmm. Bravo. You niggas are brainwash like i don't know what hey like do you what comes first do you like become a fan of his and then slowly over the years you start to hate yourself and your people or do you already hate black people and yourself and then you go this guy's got a point right i, I like I, which happens i think the latter i i, I think the the latter 
because if you love yourself and you're really listening to what he's saying and you don't have a hatred in your heart for black people, because the thing about hatred in your heart, white, a lot of white people hate black people. A lot of black people hate black people. People have a tendency mm-hmm. to forget that. And, you know, a lot of white people that are racist, they support uh, they say a lot of things that a lot of black people think about black people mm-hmm. and aren't able to say it. And I th- honestly, I think that's why they roll so hard because they're like, you the voice that I can't have. If I say this in my family reunion, I get cussed out. You know, I don't even tell my family, my, you know, my family that I'm a Republican or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Because the, th- the thing about it is this. A lot of times uh, you can say whatever you want to. Yeah. But I think sometimes when it comes to that. It's crazy talk, and they know if they talk like that in a normal setting, it it won't go down well. That's why they ain't saying this at their job. Mm-hmm. That's why they, you know, people. They, I mean, nobody hates black people like other black people anyway. Right? I think people because you need like that. an intimate relationship with our culture to really like truly hate us to the core of everything we stand for. Right. Like white hate is cute at this point. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, savages got it, buddy. You don't like black people, but like. Black hate is like more harsh to me because it's like, damn, like you really hate everything about yourself. Right. You, know? you hate your mama, your grandmama, your daddy. You hate your brothers and sisters. You hate your family. Mm-hmm. You hate the color of your skin. You hate everything that you represent. But cats, but I, every time I saw like a black avatar willing to fight for that dude, I was like, wow, that's impressive. You know what I mean? That they made it past that dude to be like, hey, man, um, He's got a point, man. Black people need to work on some things. Like, I always love when people go, uh, a racist dude has a point. You know what I mean? Like, hey, he has a point about the systematic violence in the black community. It's like, right. So did all these black reverends, preachers, leaders, people on social media, activists. So did all those people before this racist dude said it. You going to pick the racist dude as the guy you want to have his back? Right. You know, theoretically, using that logic, you should have Al Sharpton's back. But y'all motherfuckers hate Al Sharpton. A lot of people I guarantee do. the people that support Anthony Camille hate Al Sharpton as some sort of race baiter. I yeah. guarantee it. Like, yeah, but 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 they don't see it in this uh, manner. And and the thing is, uh, back to something I was saying before, um, I know that there are some um, black Republicans that got good sense and can talk to their family member with good sense and things like that. And you don't go around bashing folks and talking racist to black folks, because the problem is, I think for a lot of black people, they feel like if they're Republican, they automatically are ostracized, but that's not. So I guess to me, that's not. So you can't be like that. And then be like, Oh, all y'all niggas on welfare. They're looking at you like motherfucker. You was on free lunch too. God damn it. You see, that's where the problem comes in because people, a lot of black people have a tendency to judge harsher. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just laugh at those dudes, man. It's like, we do have a problem with violence. So like Anthony Camille is the guy that needed to say it for you to, right. to agree. Right. It, 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 like you needed it surrounded by the savages stuff and our, we're not people. You needed it surrounded by that before you would listen. Okay. Right. And the, cool. fu- and the funny part is that when a lot of people bring this up, they, they're like, well, yeah, ain't no black people talking about it. And I just want to say, motherfucker, they do. It, they just don't make the news every day. There's no TV cameras on them. You know, they're working long hours. They're protesting. They're marching all across the country, constantly talking about violence. They're out there, um, doing a hard job they're out there lawyers and doctors and stuff are constantly pushing and all types of profession professions out there 
uh, for this, but because it's not quote unquote in your face, people act, people want to act like that does not exist. And the thing about it, who else is going to give a fuck about black people more than black people? And, and who else is talking about it more than black people? Because it affects us. Well, more. anybody in the black community knows that we routinely talk about issues in the black community. Right. You know, and, and it's everywhere, whether it is podcast, our radio, our, uh, churches, our, like, there's always this idea that black people aren't talking about how to solve issues in our community and it's so condescending because it's always alleged by people who don't participate in the community it's all the fuck we talk about in many situations like you know um if you like it's hard you'd be hard pressed to go to a church in uh one of these uh very violent uh areas that has a minority uh, population and think and find that they're not talking about it you know what I mean? It's like, who who do you think is doing these marches? Who do you think is doing these vigils? You think white people come to the black neighborhood and do the vigils for the kids that we lose? No, it's us. So stop saying condescending shit like that when you just don't know. But uh, anyway, we actually uh, have breaking news. That's right. That's right, Karen. Day 79 of Solange Gate. <laughs> As we continue our investigation into what launched the attack from Solange Knowles to Jay-Z in the elevator in front of her sister Beyonce. Apparently she did an interview in Lucky Magazine, publication where teenage girls shop for jeans, shorts, kids, and shit like that. Singer Solange Knowles finally addresses... Her scuffle with brother-in-law and rapper Jay-Z. The singer describes the brawl as that thing. What's important is that, well, here's, she says, what's important is that my family and I are all good. What we had to say collectively was in the statement that we put out and we all feel at peace with that. So there you go, guys. You've been updated. Now yes, you may be you going, what was the statement? Maybe you forgot. As a re- The statement is, as a result of the public release of the elevator security footage from Monday, May 5th, there has been a great deal of speculation about what triggered the unfortunate incident. But the most important thing is that our family has worked through it. Jay and Solange each assumed their share of responsibility for what has occurred. They both acknowledge their role in this private matter that has played out in the public. They both have apologized to each other, and we have moved forward as a unit, as a united family. So there you go, guys. You've just been updated with breaking news. If we have more breaking news in the future, we will cut in in the middle of the show and let you know about Solange Gate, okay? It's been going on mm-hmm. quite a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, we at the Blackout Tips, we have stayed on top of this situation from right, day one. Because it matters. Okay? These are the things that move black media and these are things that matter to our listeners. So, Solange Gate, day 79. Uh, American Apparel, fucked up. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about this. But American Apparel, uh, they were trying to celebrate the 4th of July. Okay? okay? And they wanted to show some fireworks. Problem was, the fireworks that they took a picture of was the explosion of the space shuttle Challenger. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. Yep. 1986, it lifted out from Kennedy Space Center and blew up live on TV. Everybody saw it. Um. I, I, okay, I don't understand. 
they were doing a fireworks show and somebody thought it was cool to post a 20, 30 year old picture. They would, it was, uh, according to this, it's a public apology Thursday after the company posted a stylized picture to its Tumblr page of the space shuttle Challenger disaster. It is unclear if the image was mistaken for fireworks or clouds. You look at the picture, looks more like fireworks because there's a big ass orange cloud in the middle that looks like an explosion. Who was the person over the photo editing? Because they lost their job. In this apology, the company said it was an honest mistake by the social media manager who was born after the 1986 explosion that killed all seven crew members, including the school teacher, Krista McAuliffe. I remember that because uh, I think I, my class watched it live. We did, too. And that shit blew up. And, uh, yeah, it, it hurt a lot of people. A lot of teachers. It was a lot of teachers crying on that day. Yeah, I remember just being like, what the fuck? Was I that? thought it was a mistake, like, yeah. like, like, I, and I think, like, because the teacher, she was, like, what, the first teacher ever, so, like, all the schools, literally, at that time, across the country, had TVs, and everybody literally watched live, so you had children watching live, you had teachers watching live, and so, you know, I think initially, being small, and children, you don't really, I know, I didn't really understand uh, what happened? All I was like, okay, I was thinking, I know it ain't supposed to do that. Yeah, you know what I think is is, I bet I guarantee the social media manager just like Google explosion or fireworks or something like that, and they image searched it, and this is one of the pictures that came up, and they went, oh, that's pretty. I'll just uh, you know, adjust the tint here and put a filter on it and post it to our Instagram account and go happy fourth. And then everybody that, you know, is not 17 looked at the picture and went, that looks oddly familiar. That looks like something that haunted my dreams as a fifth grader. Oh, wait a minute. It's because it is the death of so so many innocent people. And also, you didn't pass this by nobody. Nobody was like, hey, let me check this before you put... (sighs) The way social media and stuff is now, I understand you have somebody over it. But this is one of the things where don't they have to go through somebody? Oh, you no, apparently not. You just put shit out there because it's like you need a filter for somebody to go, hey, don't put that shit out there. Yeah. Because apparently when people do the shit themselves, un- 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 unless they are, um, in, um, I guess, uh, social media savvy. And like you say, this child was born, well, this ad- adult, a person was born after this happened so they had no idea but it's one of those things where the public don't care they're like this company should have known this so as a company if somebody fucks up on your social media as a company you're still held accountable Mm -hmm. so you need to have somebody approve shit before shit goes on the internet yeah and uh this is right after like last week i want to say they ousted dove charney um from from their CEO position uh because he was um he had a lot of misconduct and allegations and lawsuits for years um like sexual harassment shit and like a bunch of shit with this company? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh... So they they had to let him go and then the next week you have this shit. You know, so it, it's... Well, I know they scrambling over there. Yeah, man, it's kind of crazy. Um, Some, whoever, whoever report who, that person, whoever reports to that person, both lost, both just lost their jobs. Dove Charney, uh, in 2011, 
Uh, American Apparel lashed out with four female former employees filed a sexual harassment lawsuit. At the time, the company told the Times that the four women were friends who colluded to a shakedown. Charney and the company for money and that it had voluminous, voluminous evidence to prove the allegations were false. In 2012, Charney was accused in a wrongful termination suit of choking and rubbing dirt in the face of a former store manager in Malibu. <gasps> Charney also allegedly used ethnic and homophobic slurs against an employee who asked whether he was sleeping with a certain girl. The company denied the allegations. He also became a well-known advocate for Made in the USA movement, a philosophy company officials plan to continue. Much of American Apparel's clothing is manufactured out of a factory in downtown Los Angeles and is sweatshop free. Uh, So, yeah, man. I have a question. American Apparel... Uh, is them is that like the Banana Republic where it's highly overpriced shit that you can get somewhere else for a fraction of the price, but you paying for? It because I mean, it's, it's a mall clothing store. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, it's a mall clothing store, but uh, yeah, man, that that's they fucked up, man. <laughs> like, they better get together. <laughs> a picture of a of like what? What were the other ads that didn't? Did they have a picture of the black slave that's so the the one with the whip marks on his back? Like, uh, yeah, uh, whip yourself into shape and get down to American Apparel <laughs> for Juneteenth. What? We have what? a Juneteenth sale uh, this 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 year. What what other pics did they have? Was right. it was it either this one or the the Twin Towers? Like, right. like what other images did they have? <laughs> right. Did we have a Holocaust as an option? Right. I'm happy, a star. Happy nine eleven. Everything's half off. Um, yeah. Right. There was a, oh, this is the best one out of all this. Cause yeah. I, I don't know nothing about that shit. Our prices are coming down like the World Trade Center. Right here. Ah! That, that picture of the, that, that kid that was running in, in, uh, Vietnam that had like the, the, that he was on fire and shit. It's like, yeah. yeah. Take a picture of that. That's what we need. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our stuff's so good. It'll set you on fire. What, what? Don't put that up there. Here's something that's weird to me. Um, Hillary Rodham Clinton says that she's donated her family's foundation to her family's foundation the huge sums that she's earned in speaking fees at colleges for the last year and a half. Some students at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, have called for Clinton to return the $225,000 she is receiving for speaking at the university's foundation dinner this fall. In an interview this week with ABC News, Clinton responded to criticism about such fees by saying the money has gone to the Clinton Foundation for which for what she called its life-changing and life-saving work. Clinton's wealth has been under scrutiny since an interview last month where she described her family as dead broke and in debt when her husband Bill left the White House in January 2001, and she later called the description inartful. Now, obviously she was full of shit, but the point that I would say here. I find it weird that we as an American public need our politicians to be as broke as us. Right. Like, what does it matter if she's rich? I mean, honestly, she's either going to pass the policies she wants to pass or she's not. All these motherfuckers ain't going into politics to be broke. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I would have been more like, not that I wouldn't vote for her, but I mean, if I wasn't, if I was like on the fence and that was like waiting for something to tell me not to vote for her. And she said I was dead broke. That then I would be like, well, you are fucking up. What's wrong with you? And then not only that, but most people don't know to get into 
a higher, really, really high level of politics, you got to have money. You can't be broke. Like you, most of the people in the Senate and the Congress are millionaires and some, and, mo- and a lot of them are billionaires. There are very, very few people that are in the Senate and the Congress of the United States of America that's goddamn broke. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's, it's very weird. <laughs> you know, like, oh, she, 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 and then like to be like, give the money to our university rather than charging us to speak. Who the fuck do y'all think y'all are? Right. And she, I charge to speak. This is how I make my money. I'm also going to try to run for president, which I don't know if you heard costs a lot of fucking money. I don't even know why she has to say I'm giving this money to my charity. I, if I was, I'd be like, I'm keeping the money. Cause last time I ran for president, I was fucking broke. Okay, I almost got broke. Uh, we had to sell shit. We had to tell Barack Obama that right. we have some of y'all's money when we drop out of this race. Come on. Like, the shit is expensive. Fuck you. Right. And my thing is this. Who else are you requiring this of? Like, like that's my issue. Who else are you? Because they all do this. Mm-hmm. And they all don't put their money to charity. They yeah. take that goddamn money and they do whatever the fuck they want to with it. If you don't want her there, don't pay her. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's not like she's forcing y'all to fucking right. Go charge, go pay, go get somebody that charges less. Joe Biden probably charged like a hundred k. Um, <laughs> like probably get a discount. Shit, my man. Um, yeah, and, and she probably making a fraction of the money that a Sarah Palin is making, mm-hmm. and 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 Glenn Beck and shit like that. So yeah, if y'all gonna be like this, you need to be like this about everybody, not just her. And also, I think, and, and it probably don't got anything to do with it. it. Also pisses me off for the fact that are they doing it because it's her, or are they doing it because it's a woman? Because what man are you requiring to do this? Yeah, to give the money back. Right. Yeah. I mean, shit. Black Walnut probably get on sale right now. Herman Cain probably talked to you for like 10K. With no problem. Mm-hmm. And nine, nine, nine. Now what you need? Black Walnut to come talk about to your kids? Then I got you. Um, you remember the dad who left his kid in the car and it died while he was at work? And he did it on purpose. They found out he Googled, uh, like, how long does it take your kid to die in a car if you go to work? Mm-hmm. And then his wife was like, no, he's a good man. I don't think he did it on purpose. And they found out she Googled the shit, too. Oh, crazy. Um, well, also, he sexted six women while his son slowly perished. <gasps> Another day brings more news on Justin Ross Harris, the father that was charged with murder after leaving his son inside a hot car for seven hours and none of the news is good none apparently he's a more despicable person than even we thought before um while he was at work uh he appeared in court today where a detective testified that he had been sexting with six different women including a 17 year old to whom he sent a photo of his erect penis as his son 22 month old cooper died that bit of ostensibly unrelated information was allowed by the judge because the hearing was meant to establish probable cause. Last week, we learned that Harris and his wife had reportedly researched children and animals dying in cars before the incident. Wow. And in court, it was revealed that the father had also looked into how to survive in prison and visited a subreddit called Child Free, which has since been made private. The detective also testified about Harris's alleged erratic behavior when police initially confronted him. Witnesses told police they heard squealing tires and the vehicle came to a stop. Cobb County Police Detective Phil started testifying. Harris exited the vehicle yelling, oh, my God, what have I done? 
the 33 year old father then stood there with a blank look on his face the detective said when a witness told harris his son needed cpr harris went to the other side of his vehicle made a phone call apparently to tell someone his son was dead uh harris never called 911 and when the officer told him to get off his phone he refused and even said fuck you before an officer took his phone and handcuffed him wow harris later made statements that police felt were strange including i can't believe this is happening to me and i'll be charged with the felony according to stoddard uh harris also talked about losing his job he said when lee when leanna harris went to pick up her son from daycare she was told he had never been dropped off and seemed to immediately realize what had happened ross must have left him in the car she replied according to stoddard witnesses say they tried to tell her many other things could have happened but leanna harris insisted that ross must have left him in the car the parents may have been having money problems, Detective Stoddard argued, and had been had taken out two insurance policies totaling $27,000 on Cooper's life. A baby. Because you know that missing income when you get a baby. It's a lot. <laughs> Babies earn so much for the family. I guess they do. He also claimed there was evidence that Justin Ross Harris was living a second life with alternate personalities and alternate personas. Harris is being held without bail. Yeah, and this is why everybody shouldn't have kids. Mm-hmm. people can say what they want oh you make it no 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 yeah it's uh, yeah it's amazing that like people get pressured and pushed into this okay now you're this age why aren't you married okay right. now you got married why didn't you have kids okay you got a kid okay why didn't you have another one all right you got a kid uh before you get have kids you gotta have a house okay you got a house why don't you you know like it's always a shit and For people other- go along with it to fit in for other people and yeah, they never and this, do what they want to do. Yeah, and if this dude really felt like, hey, I need to be child free and that's the kind of shit he was looking up on the internet, why the fuck did you have a baby in the first place, dog? Like, no one's forcing you to have a baby. You know what I mean? This is fucking crazy. Like this anyway, put his ass under the cell. Um <laughs> Yeah, you, you know his wife too, cause sound yeah. like they was in there, they was in cahoots like I'm sorry, children are a lot more difficult than people uh, want to fake the funk. You know, a lot of people into, into this, you know, populating the earth shit, and I don't have nothing against that, but everybody don't need to populate the earth. Everybody don't have the mental capacity or the mental capability to handle another human being's life. Yep. Um, another one of these uh, toilet snakes. Remember this? Remember when I made a joke and uh, I wasn't really joking, but I was like, uh, "My biggest nightmare would be a snake in the toilet." Mm-hmm. Well, uh, shortly after that, people put out pictures of uh, like a big ass python and snake, uh, snake mm-hmm. in the toilet and shit. Well, it's happened again. Uh, this time in Alabama, workers at Gowdy Construction in Hueytown uh, got the shock of their life on Saturday morning. Um. So when I was going to use the bathroom, I see a snake around the commode, and I'm thinking it was a joke. Say, <laughs> now that 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 has to be, the, like to me that like because you know it's it's a um, oh. construction site, like so they probably, you know they probably prank each other and joke around. Time. It's a bunch of dudes and hicks, and it's like, oh God, stop playing. He probably was like, let me get this rubber snake. Oh God. Right, he probably touched that shit and moved and was like, this ain't a joke. Once he saw the creature move a few times, he knew it was no laughing matter. A few times. I pulled the door back up and I said, wow. Harris said his boss then called 911. Luckily, police weren't far behind. He said, I don't think you understand how big this is. I said, okay. He said, I have a picture of it. I said, well, by any means, let us see. 
said he would tell police officer Alice Thompson it was so much bigger in person. <laughs> of course. I bet it was, lady. Thompson then said she uh, quickly devised a strategy to get rid of the reptile while also not harming it. She had a baton and she grabbed the other guy's baton and she grabbed the snake by the head. I was holding it actually around the corners of the mouth where the mouth was actually open at the time, which for me, that was actually the first time I've ever seen fangs that were folded back in the snake. All of this while Thompson's two male partners, as well as a construction worker, huddled in the corner and watched. Oh, so they tried to emasculate them. Because the men were so scared the woman had to do it, guys. <laughs> Shit. And my thing is this. Even if I'm an officer, I'm like, uh, y'all need to call animal uh, the animal people. Mm-hmm. Don't they got people, this is their job, to catch animals? And Yeah, animal control. And yes. honestly, I mean, if... It had been me as a male there, and the woman said she's the one who wants to handle the snake. I don't think that's emasculating at all. Women are no, no used to this, you know. Like it's normally y'all that handle the snakes around here. Like I'm not normal. I don't handle phallic, uh, phallic objects normally unless it's my own penis. So <laughs> I feel like she was probably well equipped. Um. So uh, yeah, that. That's exactly what happened, actually, said Thompson, laughing. The officer wow. then, carried, then carried what she believed to be a poisonous cotton mouth out of the bathroom and hopped into the back of her partner's squad car. She's crazy, said. Uh, she ain't put in no case. Oh, so she just let the shit in the back seat to crawl around? She, it says she believed she carried it out of the bathroom and hopped in the back of her partner squad car so she was still holding it oh i'm about to say you put it in the back seat but it's like you free she's crazy said harris i said lord have mercy then they drove just down the road with also released the snake back into the wild unharmed to go up the next toilet now it's learned a lesson right now uh, these portals to the world where i can just go with free uh, free go go as i want the worst thing that happens to me is that someone grabs me and takes me back to my house <laughs> it drops me off. Teaching snakes the wrong lesson. You know you're supposed to lynch that snake in front of the other ones and teach them a lesson, okay? I looked at Officer Mitchell and I said, it's, it's okay. It's time. Okay, it's time to go, said Thompson. You could say it was the creature's lucky day. If anyone other than Officer Thompson showed up, there likely would have been a very different outcome. He'd been dead, said Harris. Yeah, I would have. If I had a gun, I would have just shot that bathroom up. Yeah, yeah, no, hey, hey, uh, no more porta potty, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm just gonna have to pay to, you know, I we'll have to write that off on the budget, a few hundred dollars to replace it, cause uh, motherfucking snake was in there. Yeah, I would have shot that fucking snake up, and then I would have put sprinkled cocaine on it and threw a gun next to it and fired ah! a shot at the door and be like, it had a gun. <laughs> it tried to kill me. You saw it. You saw it. It was reaching for his gun. <laughs> I had to kill it. By the way, the first dude that found it is a dude named uh, Willie that works at the construction site. Willie Harris. Guess the race on that. Ah! He looks like a nigga that works at a construction site and found a snake. Okay. Right. Like, I wish I, wish I could have seen Willie's face and his eyes when they saw that snake Boy, hanging out that toilet. I know they got quarter size. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That would have been so good. But, uh, yeah. Toilet snakes, man. That's the, that's the scariest shit going right now. Um, and it seems to be happening at a faster pr- at pace. So, yeah, we tan all their all day, uh, trees and shit down. Side effect of global warming that we never foresaw. Right. I'm already, I'm, I'm on Barack Obama's side now. Fuck this. Gotta cool down the globe again. Snakes getting too free. Is HBO's female nudity contributing to a bigger problem, Karen? 
what do you mean not too long ago a uh washington post writer linked neighbor oh not too long after the washington post writer linked neighbors to the santa barbara killer elliot roger another site is asking if a desperate television new disparate television nudity has contributed to male entitlement as well the society pages recently posted an article by Cezanne Kohler who writes and holiday argues in the Washington post that male entitlement fantasy fantasies are part of a climate in which women are displayed as objects for the sexual fulfillment of men. This post is about how full frontal nudity and true blood hung and game of Thrones contributes to that climate. That's dumb. All right. Well, there you go. You heard it first from Karen. That logic makes no sense at all. What happened to women that might like to look at women? Mm, that's true I, I mean you're not trying to be funny you, you know it, well obviously they're going around shooting up schools and killing people can apparently so um now i'm kind of mad that this article has a lot of pictures of naked women in it i mean she's contributed i now want to kill people why can't all the women in my life be naked clack clack <laughs> get to capping yeah I, I i don't understand what the two got to do with each other other than truth be told whoever wrote this article has issues with nudity and specifically nude women. What if mm. you're not? Are you talking about nude males? Well, she's saying that you don't get to see dicks, Karen. Uh, you get to see women full frontal nude uh, on these shows, but you don't get to see men full frontal nude. That's what her problem is. Okay. And she said it leads to male entitlement. And, you know, that, and it's part of the problem. That's, now, I agree with her about the dicks, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's male entitlement. I think men just run shit and they feel like they don't want to see dick pics well that's male entitlement then that's exactly what male entitlement is i run shit and i don't want to see it so it won't happen that's true i mean so you kind of agree with her then sounds like not completely but i do agree with her on that point a striking example of the exploitation of women as sex objects is in the appearance and figure of lilith a vampire goddess who is featured rising from a pool of blood walking around Fully nude for extended scenes, her minions do the same and are all shown full frontal. When a male character drinks Lilith's blood and effectively becomes her, he too rises out of a pool of blood. But unlike the actresses associated with Lilith before, the camera cuts away before they reach his waist. And I've always noticed this uh, watching many of these shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't want to see dicks, man, apparently. And the thing is, there's so many rules in the FCC about showing a right, dick. Right, which might have nothing to do with the directing or like you even can't, men. Well, you can't show a erect dick, for one. Oh. Uh, yeah, most people don't know that. It has to always be flaccid. Um, and then also, um, I think the bigger part of this um, is that people don't want to see a little dick either. Because if you see some of your favorite studs on the show coming out of a cold ass pool of liquid yeah and they they, <laughs> they dick done shrivel up because that's what it does right like you know who had a lot of uh dicks in it spartacus had a tons of dick dick everywhere okay yeah um there was dick all through uh fucking matter of fact yeah it was uh i think you only saw dick you didn't see any full frontal uh vaginas <laughs> in um the watchmen like his big blue dick everywhere. Yes. Like, um, I, I mean, I don't think it's that big a deal, but maybe it's because I'm a dude. I don't think it's that big a deal, but I don't think it adds to anything of like, and this was the entitlement of society that leads to, like, 
what does it lead to i guess you know and i think that's the problem i have and more and more i think about it uh when you talk about the fcc i'm not the fcc but whoever do like the movie regulations mm-hmm. um they make a lot of these rules and a lot of them are very uh when she talks about um front nudity uh, they make rules about sex. You know, there, you know, it's certain sexual positions that you can't see a woman in certain sexual positions that you can't see a man in because they like, we're not going for that shit. So these are the people that make the rules. And well, I don't know about the sex position thing, honestly. Okay. Oh, and that's more movies. My bad. Yeah. I don't even know about that in movies, Karen. I honestly don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. You know that for a fact or. Yeah. I seen a documentary okay. on Netflix and that's the, what they were saying that there is certain things that they just won't show uh if you realize a lot of a lot of times they don't show women orgasming or if they do it's very short they don't show it for a long period of time and that's a lot of them doing but is that against a rule or is that like a director's choice like is that like no that's because like what i'm talking about is the fcc is like you cannot show an erect dick on tv uh, no don't you can't do it Okay. We will not allow you to. Oh, and, 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 and that and the fact that, uh, if, if they find that it's too long, they'll make them edit and chop it and cut it out. Well, no. If you have an erect penis on TV, it now goes into a different rating. And that rating is yeah. not, no longer rated uh, R. It's yes. now rated X or, yeah. or NC-17 or something. And yep. people try to avoid those ratings. Yep. Um, here's my problem with her logic. Okay. And this is the last paragraph, really. Ultimately, nudity is rarely necessary to further a storyline. Women's nudity isn't about the plot. It's about treating women as objects and men as human beings. The problem is systematic or uh, systemic. Women's bodies exist in many of HBO's very worlds to serve men, circling us back to a culture of male entitlement that, in the case of Rogers at least, led directly to violence. I disagree with one. Obviously, her assertion that, hey, this is why people like this are killing people, because they get to see titties on HBO, but not dicks. Okay, that's bullshit and is a very dangerous assumption to say, well, that's why this guy killed people. And, you know, because indirectly you're basically blaming HBO for Elliot Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And then if, Elliot, if if HBO at any point was to try to defend itself or respond to this, people would jump in their shit and be like, see, this is the problem with men letting it. Listen, you're basically accusing them of being accessories to of mass murder. And um, for what? Clicks? For for what? Right. To what point? Um, secondly, I I think this is more about how she views sex and um right. and nudity because one of the things I dislike about the way some people view nudity and sex is they're more limiting of people and women than 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 the person watching even. Like to me, Melisande is still a complete character, even though I saw her titties. I don't go. Oh, I saw her titties. That's all there is to this character. You know what I mean? Like one of the greatest things about Game of Thrones is that it takes uh, Daenerys Targaryen from a person that seemed to be white woman in distress, you know, and the entire plot of her was here's a person that has been traded as a commodity so that her brother will have an army to go and take the seat, the Iron Throne back. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's so empowering because she came from a person that was raped on her wedding day that she was forced into this wedding that, you know, she did out of like dedication to her family and all this stuff who completely reversed the power structure of that relationship through, through sex and other things. 
um became a leader of these people um and became like really in charge of her own destiny to a great extent and they told this story where in the beginning you would have thought oh it's just they just wanted to get the naked chick hot the hot chick naked you know what i mean like in the beginning you could have easily dismissed it as that and it turns out to be one of the most empowering stories and some of her most powerful moments have come when she was naked you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. when she walks out of the fire with the dragons you know like it's, it's just very odd how people limit shit because they only have their one issue and that's it she has her one issue women are getting naked and i'm not here for it because the men aren't naked enough now listen lady if you want to see some dicks all right all you got to do is ask all you got to do is ask right this article shouldn't be you you try to act like you're on your high horse i know what this is really about you want to see eric nordstrom's dick and i know that's what the problem is you never got to see bill compton's dick and it's fucking with you and that's it now you're gonna be disappointed with some of these dicks like she was like why didn't we get to see the dicks of uh the unsullied when they showed them all taking a bath they don't have balls and they're supposed to be the dicks supposed to be all fucked up right plus they was getting out that cold water man you had them little ass dicks dog is that what you're into little dicks ma'am are you just to prove a point apparently so and, and i think my thing about it is that uh when it comes to women a lot of women even have problems with women and and their strength and things like that and the thing is like this is her pet issue so it wouldn't have mattered on anything else like you like she she don't care about the like you said the character development how sex may have empowered this woman none of that matters all she know was she was tired of seeing titty shots uh, you know what and the other thing too is she's the one robbing these women of her their power by going right. well once you become nude you're only a sexual object the end you know as it one as if there's no power in being uh you know, in, in owning your sexuality and there's no power in being alluring and being wanted, which I I have no idea how we reached that point. Right. Where we now are saying that it's almost like she's shaming these women in the, to some extent, like for being nude on the show and shaming the characters like, oh, well, this character is nude. Well, obviously they're just a sexual object. Right. Because that's how she views sex and that's how she sees sex. And then not only that, there are a lot of women out there who are very ashamed of their bodies. Just mm-hmm. period. They're just ashamed of, we've even read articles about women that are ashamed of their bodies. And instead of saying, I got issues and I got problems with my body, uh, ladies on the internet, don't put your bikini tops out there and all that other kind of bullshit mm-hmm. and this is to me that's to me i I don't see the difference between that and this yeah i do I, I honestly i agree with you i feel like she's more um you know i, I think she adds more to the pro- especially by using the sledgehammer of elliot rogers mm-hmm. to make your fucking um illogical point it just right. belittles the entire discussion that could be had because i think there is a discussion about why people don't want to see these dicks. Uh, yes. You know, because I think that would be a legit discussion. And would it, what, like, why is it that if, you know, Bill, the, cat, the actor that plays Bill Compton was just swinging like fucking 12 inches down there, uh, people would be like, oh, no, 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 I'd rather not see that dick. You know what I mean? And who <laughs> knows? They may have did shots and was like, it didn't turn out right. I mean, so, because yeah. we... We get the the cut after it's edited and But even down. still, they decided not to show. It. Let's say That's it was true. like, why can't you show a small dick on screen? Why can't why can't you show a hard dick on screen? You know what I mean? Yeah, shit like that. Like people don't want to talk about it, but 
that's to me the bigger discussion is like why does the fcc have these rules in the first place not well th- the fact that you guys show titties is why elliot roger killed these women he didn't mention not one thing about hbo or true blood stop right. trying this like the thing i liked quote unquote liked about the elliot rogers thing is that you had so much evidence for why he did what he did because he talked about it right he manifesto, documented manifesto mm-hmm. everything yeah he documented all his fucking thoughts you don't gotta reach you don't have to make it Seth Rogen's fault. You can actually just not like Seth Rogen separately from Elliot Rogers going out and killing people. He doesn't need to be responsible for it. And neither does HBO. And I, I really hate that she wrote that because it really belittles the entire discussion and it trivializes the lives that were lost. Yeah. Th- yes. And also, uh, she, like other women, feel the same as far as, hey, I want to see dicks. And, mm-hmm. and But like you say, that's not an HBO issue or anybody else. That Those... That goes back to the rules and regulations uh, and how they are applied and who makes and designs those rules and regulations. A lot of the time, honestly, and that, that from, shit is based out of religion. Right. Comes from religion. And that's a bigger thing to talk about that nobody wants to talk about. Right. Pope Francis, speaking of religion, met with six victims of sex abuse in the Catholic Church on Monday before meeting before the meeting of the Pope's first with victims of sexual abuse and the first any Pope is held in the Vatican uh, Francis reportedly begged for forgiveness during a private mass. The Associated Press reports that Francis held a private mass for the victims and then met with each individual in his apartment. During the mass, he expressed sorrow and said, I beg your forgiveness, too, for the sins of omission on the part of church leaders who did not respond adequately to reports of abuse made by family members, as well as by abuse victims themselves. The Vatican recently made new protocols to hold bishops accountable for not reporting abuse. It's not... <laughs> Uh, that's just so funny we just hey guys we realized this might be a thing so um after decades and decades of abusing uh jokes and uh innuendo and covering it up uh we realized you know what let's go ahead and put some protocols into place in case it happens again all right so, whew, is there egg on our face and sperm on your faces um the chair the change of mentality the church needs take takes more time that is why a gesture like Francis' meetings with sex abuse victims is so important because it will contribute to changing that mentality. So, Mm-mm. you don't think it'll change the mentality that you can't be abusing these kids now that the boss is like, stop abusing the kids, Karen? No, because why not? Y'all really want to make changes and shit like that. You need to actually. They've made some changes, but I think it needs to be be uh more because you have a lot of people that would probably protest a lot of the changes by holding people more accountable and by not letting people shrug shit off by not allowing them to ship ship people around from from um, place to place once you find out they have abused people well, that's what the protocols are for okay they're not going to do that anymore that's what they say but we'll see oh okay Right. I, I don't, not, I don't you know, know what? I feel like your skepticism is deserved at this point. They've earned it. Right. Uh, they, you know, what, what are you gonna, I mean, it, you know, it's like, hey, we're not going to do it anymore. Let's be honest. It'll take a while before it comes out if you are. Right. And you, you know, you're talking about years and years and years and decades and centuries of abuse. And that shit just don't disappear overnight. You know, you have people where, uh, they've done this and they've passed shit along and passed the buck for years and shit like that. And you've paid money, but honestly, ain't no amount of money going to give that child back what was stolen from them mm-hmm. or what was, what was taken from them. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, just another, 
another example of this pope getting credit for like to me the most basic shit right like, we, we we're gonna pass down rules and regulations and laws that we should have had years ago well my thing is this if you guys were so serious about it why do people have to fight why do people have to protest why do people have to tell you to have the common decency to do this thing why did it take you so long to pay people why why that's and, my thing why and you're supposed to be the moral leaders you know what i mean like this is not uh the this is not best buy no you know what i mean this is supposed to be hey what is your job church oh we're the lead moral authority on fucked up shit okay cool um so obviously you guys be against uh molesting these kids right well we are now i mean we had a tough go of it for the first couple thousand years but uh now uh we're getting a handle we're getting a hang of it yeah okay. and like i said i don't know all the rules and regulations but i want to know if if somebody gets caught do you report their asses to the police or do you handle this shit internally mm-hmm. like them are the questions i have i find you fucking a kid we calling the real police and sending your ass to jail we're not doing no internal investigation or no we're gonna let the police come and do their jobs Mm-hmm. Mm, i understand man like i said i'm not uh I'm not defending them at all. Like, I, I, I mean, you met with six people. What about the other thousands of people? That I guess thousands. six is a start. Maybe he'll just like bring them in a little bit at a time. Yeah. Tomorrow he meets six more. The next day, you know, and, by the time he dies, he'll have met like one percent of the people that have been molested. So, and and the thing is that these are the the cases that we know of. I couldn't imagine the hundreds of thousands, poss- possibly millions of cases that people just never said anything about. They just left the church. Mm-hmm. You know, those people will, will, in my mind, never have justice. Right. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh, people that had some issues with gay stuff, did you know Dick Clark, American Bandstand, Mr. Countdown New Year's Eve, hid a shocking secret. He conducted witch hunts against gays who appeared on his show. And banned homosexuals who'd been outed by his staff. Wow. Now, for the first time ever, bandstand insiders are blowing the lid off the whole squeaky clean image, branding him a closet racist and a relentless tyrant who would do anything to ensure the show's success. But bandstand and Clark, who took over as the show's frontman in 1957, had a dirty little secret, according to Frank Branciasso. I don't know. Brancasio? Okay. Um, who was one of the program's featured dancers. A high percentage of the popular regulars were gay, declares Brent Cassio, now 72 years old and openly homosexual, and added that bandstand regular Eddie Kelly confirms it's true, now it's out and it's good. When I went to bandstand in 1959, I found most of the males were gay, but they could never, that could have never gotten out to the public. Clark was terrified the show, one of the first forms of reality TV, would be killed by a gay backlash, the dancers said. In mm. addition, Clark wanted viewers to tune in to learn about developments and romances between couples like Kelly and Bunny Gibson, Joy Schaff- Schaffer and Norman Kerr, Bob Clayton and Justine Carelli, Carelli? Carelli? and Kenny Rossi and Arlene Su- Sullivan. Oh, them names sound old. They really do. Arlene. Uh... Even Brand Cassio was featured with one of the show's pretty girl dancers, so viewers would think he was part of a heterosexual couple. Hmm. Brand Cassio and other insiders claim Clark had his lieutenants conduct witch hunts to purge gays from the ranks of the teen dancers. 
Clark had his A's called Philadelphia's Gay Hangouts. And if any of the show's teens were discovered as being openly gay, the horrified host would banish them. Handsome, gay, 14 to 17 year old males who helped popularize dance crazes like The Slop, The Continental, The Fly, and The Hitchhike. Ooh, all them is old dances. <laughs> could stand on band, could stay on bandstand as long as they looked straight. But any open hint of homosexuality got them kicked out of the door, and the teens knew it, it knew it in no uncertain terms. Kelly revealed Philadelphia's Rittenhouse Square was known as a meeting place for homosexuals. If you were ever seen at the square, you couldn't go on bandstand, so most of us really stayed away. I had to suck if you had that job, you know? Because mm-hmm. now you can't suck if you have that job? You sure can't. You can't suck dancing or suck dick if that's what you choose to do. Mm-hmm. Um. And my thing is one thing about uh, society is that the reason why a lot of this shit never came out is because of the time. Like, I think people. Yeah. Now people be tweeting and blogging about right, it. Like they like, have a hidden video of their iPhone. Of this like, shit would be, Listen, you quiz. There's going to be any more dick sucking backstage. Okay. That, mm-hmm. I'm Dick Clark, but that's the only dick around here. Is mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Because, and that's why for like a lot of uh, like older people in sports, you know, when they put out their books, all of a sudden you hear shit that you ain't never heard of before in your life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people today, there's not going to be no tell all about a lot of people unless it's just some shit that they kept super private because everybody knows everything. Yeah. I like people wait till they. Like, he died. Yeah, right. Just wait till he's on his deathbed. It's like, yo, man, that dude was a bigot and a homophobe. Oh, yeah. Know. All these years. And you just wait till the dude, you know, the dude probably just cool down. And y'all like, well, since he dead, let's go ahead and tell everybody about him. But his same sex secret actually made Brent Casio start uh, going to the show when he was only 14 years old. I went to bandstand because I was gay and I was a misfit in my neighborhood. I lived in very tough South Philadelphia, he says. I see these kids dancing instinctively. I knew I could fit with them. I went to coffee shops, but I also hung out in Ridden Square, Rittenhouse Square, and so did many other dancers. It was no secret. When I used to walk down the streets of Philadelphia and be recognized, it'd be I'd be called a bandstand faggot. By the way, the dancers from the 50s do look like pretty gay. Like, I don't even know, like, I was like, like, cause if you, you know, for, if you ever watching like those surfer documentaries, they're not, they're not documentaries, mm-hmm, they're like these surfer movies, they're really bad. I don't know if you guys have ever seen them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I worked at Media Play, I used to buy them cause they were like the cheapest thing and I would just get one and like laugh at it or yeah, whatever. They have all it was like women in like full length bikinis with no, uh, bathing suits with no, like, like the most you might get is some midriff. The most. But then the, there would be these huge musical numbers and everybody would dance on the beach and everything. And I was like, these guys are gay, right? Like, what's like? Because they look gay. Yeah, yeah. They look, you know, very well put together. And, but the dance numbers are so like, you know, jazzy and snazzy and <laughs> yes. dan- jazz hands and shit. Like it's, it looks like, like a, a musical. It's like when you see a male cheerleader and, they're just there to, they're strong as a motherfucker, so they're just there to like lift the women and shit, but yes. then also, they're also there to do the dances and the chairs, and you're like, oh, that dude's probably gay, but nobody says anything because he will fuck you up. He's way stronger than you. Right. 
Like, it looked like that. And, um, I didn't think it was a big deal that they, I was like, oh, obviously those dudes are gay, but it's a movie. Who cares? I feel Apparently Dick Clark cares. A Dick lot. Clark is like, you can dance, but don't you dance too gay. Yeah. Okay? Dick Clark is like, I am the only one. Yeah. When you doing the continental, I need you to keep them wrist, not limp. Okay. Stiff wrist. <laughs> ah! Um, it also says, and you know, cause I always feel like homophobia and other issues don't go, you know, they're not, they're always hand in hand anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it says, uh, let's see. Yeah, homophobia and racism normally are cousins. You get, you normally don't get one without the other. Yeah. Uh, he did not want the show integrated before it moved to Los Angeles in 1964, even though he gave the notion lip service. So he, he's like that. He was he the caller yesterday that called C SPAN? Cause he may have like been. until 1965, they never thanked a white man. Like, 1964 he was cool then right started getting passed it was like oh fuck i was just talking y'all yeah i didn't i didn't mean it says an insider there were strict rules to appear on the show you couldn't be a camera hog you couldn't dance too close and you couldn't dance with someone who wasn't your color to clark blacks didn't represent the all-american boy or girl next door during the era which was marked by the civil rights movement he made sure African-Americans wouldn't feel comfortable in the studio insiders say clark wanted no integration said brent casio and Kelly says he never saw a black person dance with a white person. He also remembers only two black couples appearing during the years he was on bandstand. The insiders say a system was created to shut aside black teens who early on outnumbered white kids as they lined up for a chance to appear on the show. White dancers would always get the first with special membership cards. The insider says if a couple of black guys did get in, they could only sit in the stands because there were no black girls for them to dance with. Clark's concession to, re- to racial equality was to allow wildly popular black artists to appear on the show to help boost his own ratings. Yeah, you good for that, yeah. but that's it. Like, Jane Brown can uh, come on the show, but Joe, like, just regular Brown, yeah, sit in the stands. Clark was out for Clark, says Brent Cassio. He was a brilliant man, but he was out for Clark. American Bandstand went off the air 25 years ago in 1989. Clark continues a successful entertainment career, but died of a massive heart attack April 2012 at age 82. With his secret still intact. As far as he knew, he died, and everybody thought Dick Clark is a fucking great dude. Yeah. And uh, Did Dick Clark do the uh, countdown for New Year's Eve? Yeah, he used to. Mm-hmm. Put the dick in Dick Clark, I guess. Mm-hmm. What a dick. Yep. Clark. He's the only one, too. Uh, apparently Prince destroys Little Mo for throwing shade. Uh-oh. Um, I've not seen this. Uh, getting harassed by police is never fun. So we can understand Little Mo's frustration when she was prevented by New Orleans police from using the bathroom while backstage at the Essence Festival, despite having VIP passes. Mo was stopped and even pushed in the stomach because Prince was about to make his entrance on stage. Exasperated, Mo posted about the event on Instagram. Everybody think they not human, she said. <laughs> not her, everybody. Her, her Instagram is Lil Mo Show. The motherfucking NOLA police just tried me and at Dynamite KO. We have VIP passes to meander the whole stupid dome dude talking about. Yo, I hate when <laughs> people do this. You know how to speak English. Right. And you don't. I can understand talking with a certain accent. Why the fuck would you type in a certain accent? I know it's harder. I know it's harder because autocorrect. Right. The fuck are you doing, Lil Mo? Oh, I'm glad. I don't even think I know who Lil Mo is. This is why Prince don't feature her. Uh, we gotta hold the walk 
through because prince in caps coming through the back bitch what the fuck i don't want to see him i had to pee this industry shit is crazy everybody think they not human man i'm gone uh one don't nobody know who you is i know i don't mm-hmm. you know prince might little be, mo i think she made superwoman right uh, yeah but i said prince might might be a little bit more important than you yeah, and I, I heard he had an excellent show at the essence yeah i i think Lil mo did superwoman with fabulous her number one hit is forever featuring fabulous so i guess only all her shit is just uh fabulous related let me see if i can play some and uh see if we can recognize Hot Boys with, by Missy. With Missy. Okay. Well, I guess you didn't want to hear this song then. Okay. No. Uh, Hot Boys by Missy Elliott. So she's saying, I'm going to guess, uh, I like the Hot Boys. Yeah. Um, this is for my ghetto motherfuckers. Uh. Uh, Hey, are you really a hot boy? Hot boy. Oh, tell me. What's your name? Cause I'm impressed. Can you treat me good? I will settle for less. You a hot boy. A rock boy. A fun toy. A toy rock boy. Where you live? Is it by yourself? Can I move with you? Do you need some help? I cook, boy. I give you more. I'm a fly girl. And I like those. Baby, you got what I want See, cause y'all be driving Lexus Jeeps And the Benz Jeeps And the Lincoln Jeeps Nothing cheaper Got the platinum visas Yeah, she's not listed on there as singing She is listed, listed She's listed on uh, You Don't Know Like, maybe Lil Mo's just doing that Mm-hmm But, uh oh, You Don't Know she's listed Okay And, uh Oh, featuring her? Yeah. By the way, this is my song. One thing I like about the niggas is that they can fess up to one of their boys that they've been sleeping with the same chick and laugh about it. <laughs> but see, a woman could never admit to another woman that she's been sleeping with a man. Because if that ever happened to me, I'ma call your house and be like, yeah, don't you got a man? Why, Why you, you fucking with mine? mine? See, you've been through hard times. Get your mind on mine. You must be lonely. Why you messing with me? But it won't be easy to get my baby. You don't know who you're messing with. Most of the people with the problems, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's her. Don't make me want you. You know how I get down, down. Somebody told me, but I ain't tripping off you. So as you can see, obviously she's uh, 
She's as good as Prince, Karen. Mm-mm. As you can see. Now, I know her more for Superwoman with Fabulous. Uh, I don't know why this ain't on Spotify. I mean, it's our only hit, in my opinion, but uh, for some reason, it doesn't it doesn't count with, uh, with everybody else. I guess I ain't got no reason to mingle around. I found a superwoman that could leap from the truck in a single bound. Mommy, I'm trying to bling you down. Some niggas without shades on can't say it when I bring you round. She put her lips on the weed and pull to work her tongue and make me come faster than a speed and mother. Her love's stronger than a locomotive, but only for the F A B O L O U S. So she was pretty whack. Um, and she dissed Prince. Okay. She also I, said, I know that didn't roll well on, on social media. She also said, you have no idea how these celebs be acting. I'm not going to even bother their ass. I had to pee in my, I'm real life. I was pushed in my stomach cause somebody was coming through. I just want to sing and take care of my family. Fuck all this extra unnecessary shit, dog. Then she went a step further with second Instagram post accusing Prince of not hitting his notes. Oh, tried it. Prince fans come out hard now. She officially tried it. Yes, she did. Now, there are, I clear, Prince is one of them people. You better not say a motherfucking bad thing about Elva. I bet she deleted them, them posts. What? I know her timeline lit the fuck up. Media takeout reports that she wanted to fight Prince, who said she had no songs on the radio. Ah! But he done the truth. Yeah, she put a picture up of Kermit sipping the tea set, but he didn't even hit all the de- the damn notes. Nah, still not my business. And this tea, something so fresh. I don't know what that word. What? Yeah. And that's when things went haywire for Mo. For starters, Prince fans mercilessly attacked their Instagram with comments. Yes. One example, that gal Nia said, no wonder you're struggling to take care of your kids. Look how nasty your attitude is. You're a royal bitch and very disrespectful. Prince could teach you a few things. Sit that nasty-ass attitude down and take notes, hater. This was followed by Prince's response, which he has since deleted most of his tweets. One of, one, one of them remains. The sting is evident. Needless to say, beefing with Prince is not a wise decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. It really, I ain't. Mm-hmm. Uh... He just yeah. put a picture up of him making a face and uh everybody captured uh was doing captions for it and the winner of the caption this picture said, I hope she know none of her clothes match. Oh Lord <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh uh, and the and the thing about uh Prince is that Prince has some faces because one thing about black Twitter uh, they real good with the memes, and they have all kinds of pics and stuff that they put up of Prince all up and down Twitter. And the, the thing about Prince is that um, Prince had to get used to being on social network. When he first got on like Twitter and stuff like that, his PR people had to come and tell him to take certain stuff down because he was like putting up like copyrighted stuff. And I was like, "Hey, yo, um, Prince, a uh, dog, yeah, yeah, um, you can't put that up there." Yeah. Um. 
Katy Perry has been accused of uh, stealing a Christian rapper's song. Uh, ah! Christian rappers Flame and Lecrae are going after Katy Perry in court, claiming she hit she uh, her hit Dark Horse ripped off a 2008 song called Joyful Noise, tarnishing it with witchcraft, paganism, black magic, and Illuminati imagery. Oh snap! Uh, here's the uh, Joyful Noise original. Christian rap is the weirdest to me because, like, ah! I think I'm just such a heathen at this point. Like, it always takes me, like, it's sad, but, it, like, I don't care how skillful you are. Uh, about five, six bars in and you ain't cussed and said nigga once. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Because oh, I'm loving the Lord and Jesus. No, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I need to get back on these bitches and hoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I guess it's just not for me. Let's talk about it. Your boy's been a Christian quite a few years. Victory and faith, but I failed in my fears. I heard a lot of words that have tickled many ears. That's why I praise God for the word it being here. The word became flesh, lived for 30 years. Died at 33, but after days... That's the other thing. They have such a limited amount of shit they can talk about. Because it's mostly like stuff in the Bible and stories about right. doing good stuff. So it's all like, you know, stuff... It's straight from, you know, what you know. So, like, you don't get to add anything new. You know what I mean? Right. And also, it's one of those things where I think that she thought nobody would find this shit or listen to the yeah. shit. Well, Honestly. maybe that, too. But, yeah, that's probably part of it. But just, I don't know, man. Just, like, she probably was like, I can make this better, you know? Jesus was nice. Turn water into wine. You know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he was touching all the lepers right on their spine. <laughs> <laughs> died in the died on the cross, came back three days later. Like, all right, man, we know the story. He appeared. Jesus Christ anointed one ascended in the ear. Or you can say the air where the father made him heir. Of all things the throne no was more than a chair. But after all redemption, yes he did take a chair. Okay, I can't. Uh-huh. Nope. I like the beat though. I ain't even gonna lie. The beat is dope. What's her version? I guarantee that's what happened. She was like, Yeah, she was that's like, That's a hot beat. beat. I'm gonna steal the fuck out I of this. I guarantee you. And she didn't pay them. I'm gonna put cousin and titties on this, and it's gonna sell like hot She should have paid them. Now, this is her version. She put Juicy J on this gospel track, man. Come on, dog. Oh, man. Oh, no, you didn't, Katy Perry. Ain't, ain't <laughs> Katy Perry the one that had that boxing song? Well, it's not a boxing song, but that fighter song. Something about, uh, oh, I could just tell you, something about, like, champions or some shit. Yeah, it was getting played on a lot of NBA stuff. Um, uh, let's see. Um, oh, I say fighting because every time I see it, she they show it got them boxing gloves. Um, I forget that California girls of Snoop Dogg. I remember. Oh, somebody say roar, roar. Yeah, that was it. Her official like, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah, ladies, capitalize on feminism by my album. 
Um, and then Beyonce came out and showed her how it was done. Right. But uh, yeah, so uh, let's hear her version. Let's rage. There's a lot of Egyptian imagery and shit in here. A lot. Let's hear that version again. Oh, she took that shit. Oh, she stole that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she took that shit. <laughs> Open the shut case. Yeah, because cause, cause <laughs> that beat is just, she might have slowed it down a little bit, but she took that shit. Oh, yeah. that That's a thievery right there, dog. You stole that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did, because that beat is so distinctive, and she didn't even... At, try to add another whistle, a bell. Yeah, she tried to take a little something out, like the guitar riff she took out, but it's real fucking close, dog. Like it, she stole it, or whoever she bought her instrumental from stole it. Somebody stole it, right? Y'all have to pay these dudes. Katy Perry ripping off the Christians, man, and they probably would have did the track, you know, with her. Um, she probably be like, "I'm gonna need y'all to cuss and talk about these titties." Like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe that's what she, maybe she tried to have them on the track, and they was and like, then when they was rapping, they just kept talking about Jesus stuff. She's like, no, 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 this is a song about how you know women need to like open up sexually and you know take up take a, take back our power. He's like, all right, cool, cool. Let me uh, bust this sweet high sixteen. <clears throat> Jesus was eating bread and fishes. Then he made sand witches. Oh, let's do it. And like, no, nope, that's not what we're doing on this track. No, wrong. wrong <laughs> I only know track. Jesus rhymes. I don't know anything. Uh, I mean, didn't Jesus say something about empowering the women or something? Uh mm-hmm. anyway, she about to lose this lawsuit. Yes, that's a hot beat though. That's why she stole that shit. Speaking of remixing a hot beat, DJ Jazz Jeff celebrating the fourth of July jam. And uh he plays some music for everybody. <laughs> Level two. In fact, level two one. 
almost at the flag. Got to the castle. Person, the first person you heard was DJ That's Jeff. That second person is a guy named Jeremy Ellis. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Roots was playing backup. That was just so hip hop, like a mm-hmm. remix battle, DJ battle. One was like electronic, like you know, DJ and then J- Jazzy Jeff was actually literally cutting the record and all this shit, like man. old school. God, that was just so dope, man. I, I I don't even have any commentary to add. I just thought that was some cool ass shit. I was like, how do yeah. I put this on the show? Yeah, that, that, and all my nerdum came out because I was hearing him playing. I was like, yeah, that's level two one. Yeah, you halfway through. Mm. Yeah, you got a star. Now you run it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened when you die. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, let's play our games, guys. We've been going. Oh, they was asking for the link to that. Oh, shit. I just literally closed that link. Hold on. I will open it back up. Give me one second, guys. Yeah, DJ Jazzy Jeff. And just, a, by the way, love white people. Jeremy Ellis. He's like, it's like, what's your DJ name? Jeremy Ellis. Yeah. Like DJ Jeremy Ellis? No, no. no. Jeremy Ellis. Yeah. I work over at Home Depot. Right. Five Dog shouted me out on his album. Um, you may have heard of me. All right. I put the link in the chat for you guys. Um, let's play our games, guys. It's time to play the games that we all love to hear us hate to play. Fucking with them black people, we're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. Uh, it's time for fucking with black people, people. Um, where we read or play news articles from all over the globe, and we assign points depending on how much we're fucked with. From zero to one hundred in intervals of twenty-five. Today's contested, Bob Costas. Bob Costas, the news dude. Yeah, he uh, went on TV. And he had to do some talking. To me, that was a low-hanging fruit thing. Who, who, this side of outliers who can't get a hearing anywhere on the spectrum, who doesn't think that what Donald Sterling said and what his record reveals about him is unacceptable? So that was an easy one. Mm -hmm. When people say, well, this is an opportunity to open up a dialogue on race, here is where I think some people who work in this building ought to step up and say, you know what? That's a bunch of 
politically correct BS. What you really want, not, not you necessarily, Steve, but what people really want is a chance to repeat the same narrative. The less comfortable truths, the more complicated state of race relations and difficulties with race in America in 2014 as opposed to 1964 and 1984, that's something you don't want to wade into. So I don't know who this side of David Duke would have a problem in denouncing can, Donald Sterling. To me, it's, what, what's the controversy? The guy's what, an adult old man who shouldn't own a team. Can what you're what you're talking about, what the, the sort of more challenging conversation you're talking about, can that take place in our in our media and political culture today? Well, it would take courage. You know, as as they I, I put it this way, and and you're setting me up for a type of punditry that I'm not setting myself for, but I'm responding to your question. Um, Remember back in 1972, you're probably too old, too young rather to remember it firsthand, but people said Nixon was the guy who could go to China. George McGovern could not have gone to China because Nixon had uh, the credibility as uh, a relatively conservative guy and a, a staunch anti-communist, all right? It's only someone on the conservative spectrum who can say, you know what? It is not an affront to the Second Amendment, and no one's legitimate Second Amendment rights would be abridged if we had some common sense conversation about a gun culture run amok and had some common sense gun control, which wouldn't stop anyone from owning a gun to protect their home and family or for sporting purposes. But you need someone on the right to make that point. You need, and there have been some courageous voices, on the left to say, you know what, obviously, historically, the narrative of white racism and the oppression of black Americans is the overriding truth. It's the, it's the single greatest stain on our national history. It is still part of the narrative to one extent or another in different forms. But that narrative is much more complex now. And some of the issues that, that are afflicting black America are not the result primarily of white racism. That's a politically incorrect thing to say that somebody in this studio needs to say. What about just in, it, one of the things we talked about when the when the Sterling thing was going on was LeBron James, the biggest superstar in the NBA, probably the biggest superstar in sports right now, took a very active role in that. Yeah. And you're saying on, on the literal controversy of the moment, that was it was sort of an easy an easy controversy. It was it was, it was a layup, if you'll pardon the lousy pun. Mm -hmm. Well, so what did you see anything in, in LeBron there, or or it, more in general, athletes now, sort of the level of of engagement, sort of civically by athletes, mm -hmm. politically by athletes. Where where is that stand right now compared to what you might have seen a generation or two. Oh, it's a, it's, it's a different world in an important way. Uh, not just Jackie Robinson, but Hank Aaron and Bill Russell and Jim Brown and Arthur Ashe and Muhammad Ali and Billie Jean King. Um, when I was growing up, athletes had an important voice. Uh, what they did was important, many of them symbolically, and some courageously spoke out. We're finding less and less of that. Uh, as these athletes have become richer and richer and also in fairness when some of the injustices are less obvious and less overt than they were in the 50s, 60s and 70s. All right, we got a lot. All right, Karen, so how do you feel about that? You feel fucked with it all? Mm, a little bit. You know, it's it's not a hundred. Mm -hmm. Um... About a twenty-five or fifty. I, I do think some. It's that now. There are some things that he said that I was like, okay, because he was talking about um, the history of racism, and he was talking about how, uh, in how the culture is designed, where 
you can't ignore that uh, a lot of white racism does affect things now. And the way he was talking, I was like, you said that, but then you turned around and you want to act like that doesn't matter, but it does. Yeah, I hate when people go, <clears throat> people are afraid to have the real conversation. Then start it. Right. Well, it'll take a lot of courage. Well, then have it. Or shut right. the fuck up. Because you're hinting that there's things that aren't being said. And there's also, it's such bullshit because there's never a shortage of people who are willing to talk about the fault of the black community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 anything that we do to ourselves there's never a shortage of that you don't need to be brave to talk about that nobody's losing their job for saying that shit you're getting hired for that shit um so i always hate the framing of this as like oh well we we you know i i don't want to say anything bad about black people why not everybody else is don lemon's fucking saying it right you know what i mean with like it's it doesn't take much Honestly, Bill O'Reilly fucking says it, and Bill O'Reilly didn't know any black people. Bill O'Reilly was shocked to go into a diner frequented by black people, and people weren't ordering sweet tea and yelling motherfucker after it. What do you really know of black culture to even say this shit, you know? He said that? Yeah, you don't remember that? When he said he he went out to eat with Al Sharpton? And he said, I was laughing. Uh, I didn't, I was, I didn't expect him not to be like, I'll have another sweet tea motherfucker. What world does he live in? It, it doesn't matter. The world with no black people. It doesn't fucking yeah. matter. The point is there's always this idea of like the real brave commentary would be to take the black community to task. Who's not? President yeah. Obama stands and gives a speech to a black graduating class and he's like, Hey, you gotta do good. Gotta do better. Can't fuck up. White people are out yeah. here. Like, like, like you can't, you got to raise your kids. You got to do this. You got to do that. Like, and that's like the best and brightest future for black people. And that's the president saying that. Who the fuck do you think isn't talking to us? Right. We, we get talked about black people get talked to about us always. There's never a time where we're not talked about, talked to, talked down. (laughs) So it's one of those things where. It's funny how everybody talks about, well, we need to have the conversation, but you really don't want to have the conversation because if you have the conversation, the conversation will make you have to examine yourself, which is what you don't want to do. Well, there's also this myth where it's like, uh, you know, wait, hey, listen, um, MSNBC, you guys are scared to call out the, the real problems with black America. It's like, um, so we shouldn't talk about the racist shit that happens. Well, that's just a layup. That's easy to do. That's easy. Talk about the complex shit. Like you do, Bob. Right. Like, just the fuck up, Like man. you do. I, like- these are getting 100 from me. 25 from you, that's fine. He's 100 from me, man, because I hate when people try to pull this. Oh, I'm I'm on your side, man. I just think y'all need to really think about what's, going, what's wrong with y'all. That's all we fucking get is what's wrong with us that- all goddamn day, every day. That that's true, and I, and I think for me because some of the points he brought up, I was like, okay, but it's also one of those things where as he talked and as he went on, is and, and actually just listening to, uh, what you're saying, yeah, that that actually needs to go up, and 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 I think I'm gonna give it a hundred because Bob Costas is the same dude that will actually go on, um, they do the NFL thing, right? Where they actually go on the NFL and they'll talk about the athletes and use, um code words and shit like that when they're talking to audience and all well, that also stuff. they don't recognize systematic and historical effects of things that have been done to us throughout time right and it's just this hurry up and wrap it up be perfect now okay just hurry up and be perfect like 
is that idea you know and and the audacity of this coming from people that honestly don't identify with their race when it comes to negative things Mm -mm. you don't hear white people identifying like bob casas thinks he has nothing in common nothing in common with a white supremacist but because i'm black i'm supposed to have something in common with a guy who's like a black panther in philadelphia because we both black like there's this idea that is pervasive and it's it's reeks of such privilege to even view us or anyone talking about us that through that lens of oh look you're you're not really uh discussing the right issues when it comes i mean fuck you what are the right issues because any issue that i bring up is not going to be the right issue Yeah, fuck you man fuck you um so yeah 100 for him um let's go to our other game um guess the race and it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that is time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today the chat room to guess the race and the chat room is racist. All right. All right. Um, Pennsylvania State Police have charged a Carlisle woman with bilking several tractor-trailer drivers out of money by issuing fraudulent physical exams and using someone else's medical license. <gasps> Joanne Elizabeth Wingate, 56, of Carlisle, is charged with forgery, identity theft, theft by deception, performs actions in furtherance of false pretense, deceptive business practices, possession of marijuana, and possession of drug paraphernalia. According to court documents, Wingate Ah. posted signs at the Blue Beacon Truck Wash in Middlesex Town advertising DOT physicals along with a phone number to call. Now, what kind of woman wants to see truckers' dicks? Like, those dicks have been sitting in their own filth for hours hours on the road. Sweating, nasty, funky balls. She wanted to see some dicks bad. She must watch True Blood. Right. Once contacted, Wingate would drive the trucker to her office, which was located inside of her home along the first block of Eastwick Lane in South Middle Township. And none of these, none of these truckers thought nothing was wrong. She had a receptionist. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, because last time I checked, if you are a doctor, you got an office. You ain't got to fill out no forms, no right, insurance. No insurance. Yeah. Who are you, Charles? What if she was like, give me a $50 copay and that's it? Well, according to this, uh, once she got contacted, she driving to her office in Middletown, uh, Middleton Township. State police said the trucker would pay Wingate $65 cash for the exam. I was close. She would then complete a physical examination mandatory for drivers with CDL licenses including a urine test, Wingate would then fax the completed forms to the prospective Department of Transportation officers. She was literally doing the forms and the work. (gasps) The investigation came to light in early June when a trucker who saw Wingate was contacted by the California DOT saying the forms they received were from 2012 and the information was wrong. The trucker subsequently contacted state police troopers on June 5th after noticing the discrepancy with her medical certificate. After further inspection, the state police found the medical license number belonged to Dr. Barbara Wingate, a psychiatrist from the greater Philadelphia area. 
investigators spoke with dr barbara wingate who told him she does not conduct physical exams and never authorized anyone to use her medical license number or in or name for any reason including performing physical exams for the dot wow directly above that license number police noted two chiropractic license numbers belonging to joan wingate according to uh, yeah joanne wingate according to uh, court documents one license number was suspended and the other was inactive investigators contacted the pennsylvania department of state to uh who told them that joanne wingate's chiropractic license was suspended before 2014 due to advertiser violations for performing dot physical exams in the norriston area in mid-june state police found that 16 drivers had physical exams completed by wingate using dr barbara wingate's uh medical license Troopers executed a search warrant of Wingate's home on June 26th and uncovered numerous medical documents and forms related to DLT physicals, a forged medical card, and several signs and brochures for advertising DLT physicals and drug testing with the phone number 71745-TRUCK listed on them. <laughs> Not truck! Also seized a small amount of marijuana and drug paraphernalia. Well, that's just unfortunate. She was arrested June 28th, taken to Cumberland County Prison in lieu of $10,000 bail. Uh, state troopers believe there may be more victims out there. Anyone with uh, any information on who believes they may have fallen victim to the scam, please contact these people. Guess the race of Dr. Joanne, uh, what was her last name? Wingate. Dr. Joanne Wingate. I feel bad for the people that they got a contact. Like, hey, dog, you got to go through another physical because your physical was not valid. Yeah. I, I want to know the woman is like, I did not have enough trucker dick in my life. Apparently not. I need to hold those trucker balls. Mm-hmm. Drive them to my house even. Right. For $65 a pop. Strange men in my house. Strange lonely men. Who have, been on, who have been on the road all day. One who rubs cheese on her nipples to seduce her victims is a technique called cheese on cracker. Oh, my. That's Linda Brothers. Mrs. Robinson, Bob Costas, Courageous White. <laughs> Jamal listening to Breezy and Wheezy, baby. Uh, if the, you were on the road, wouldn't you want someone to handle your gear shifted at some point? White. Oh. White. Pink like Bob Costas' Olympic eye. White. Oh. Dr. Quinn, roadside assisted medicine woman. White. White. They thought she was legitimate without question. White. Prefers all day, all day ball cheese white. White. Correct answer is, and everybody got it, white. Yes. Yeah, it should be extremely easy to figure out because, like someone said, they believed her. They went to her house. No one questioned this scam for years over uh, 16 dudes that we know of. Um yeah, that you know of. Yeah, she imagine the dudes y'all probably would never find out. Yeah, they let her handle her their trucker balls. Um, uh, yeah, that, yeah, right. Like, how, how could it be any other race? Unless it would have been like, their last name would have been Gupta or something. Maybe something else. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Florida. Here's a Florida story. A man celebrating the Fourth of July with his friends and family on New Smyrna Beach noticed two middle-aged women trying to make off with his tent canopy, beach chairs, boogie boards, and kids' toys. Oh, shit. So he confronted him with a camera phone and got an unexpected fireworks show. And there's a video of him of the confrontation. Is that yours? Oh, yeah, but we don't know how to do it. Oh, you need some help? Do you know how to do it? You know how to do it. Yeah, this is our stuff. This is yours? Yes. No, it is. This is all ours. No, 
Uh, all of it. The chairs, the bag, this is all our stuff. My kids, yep, that's my kids. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. We'll let it slide, but I'm glad I, I made it in no, time. I'm not making it slide. I'm oh. telling you. No, you, you, there's. No, you, no, step away from my shit. How about that? Right. You know what? I will, and then I'm going to take that camera and put it in the grass. Are you going to like that? Step back. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. Um, oh, so they get mad at him because they stealing his shit. Mm-hmm. Guess the race of the two women that were trying to steal his shit, two middle-aged women. Um... Uh, they did say afterwards, uh, he, uh, he was okay. Um, you know, uh, they, they attacked him, but, uh, yes, he, they did. he turned the camera off, but he was okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, guess the race of the two women that tried to steal his shit at the Florida beach. Oh, Florida. Wait, my white privilege doesn't work on other white people. White. That's Linda Brothers. Chalk says Rico the Boy Wonder. White Lady says Sparger. Thelma and Louise White says Joe Spacely. <laughs> White Women says Isaac. Uh, Tiki Ines says this is your stuff. Can you say busted? White. I like that they still try to act like it's their stuff. He's like, it's right. my stuff. This is your stuff. Yeah, it's yes. my stuff. Well, this is mine. That's my kids. They they couldn't they couldn't even fake the funk like they caught... Um amnesia or fussed at each other i'd have played that i'd be like girl you know our stuff like 50 yards away why is we over here mm-hmm. plead the fifth says white diamond says white what old white lady says jtd where are they taking all that to the hood they're white lol you know what's crazy they were really listen guys they had already taken down the cloth part of the tent they were really going to take these people's shit. Yep, they just half did, of it was packed up. Yep, they just didn't know how to collapse the metal stuff. Yeah, and then well, do you know how to take it down? It's ours, but we don't know how to take it down. Uh, that's mine, and that's why I know how to take it down. Right, because I put the shit up. Oh, this your shit? Oh man, I thought it was my shit. It looked just like my shit. Didn't get mad because he got a camera on there. Yeah, he told him he would. They would. He would let it slide, and they still right. like you gonna take that damn camera off of me, young man. Yeah, you know, and for that, bitch, I will press charges against you just Man. for the fact that you got a fucking attitude for trying to steal my shit. I will kick that old lady in her chest. I'm sorry. Y'all had to read about it on Worldstar. I don't care. Ah! Um, where, uh, yeah, couldn't tell where they stopped and the sand started white. White people can colonize anything, says <laughs> Shannon. Yeah. Well, the cameraman was Native American. They did offer him some blankets, but he took them, he turned them down. Uh, old, only white folks still get mad when you call them out on it. A, all privilege, everything white. The Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being a tent. <laughs> Pack your chairs up and win again. <laughs> You're a pal and a crimp co-defendant. Yes. And if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew, they you would see the biggest tip would be for me. <laughs> and the card attached would say, say your ass is going to jail. <laughs> do, do, do. Uh, let's see. They call, they Columbus his tent. Uh, oh. and the correct, and Rico the boy wonder points out correctly. There's no reading on world star. 
uh ah! burglaring becky says l emperor everyone got it right it was white women Just, I just feel bad for uh, if they got grandkids. Can you I, imagine? <laughs> They'll be like, dog, you know your grandma's stealing shit at the beach. What? <laughs> what do you mean my grandma's stealing shit at the beach? I just respect their ambition so hard because Uh-oh. these motherfuckers were packing up his shit and asked for his help. What? And imagine if he'd have been somebody else not realizing and really thought that that was their shit. He'd have came back and all his shit would have been gone. I mean, guys, you had, oh, I, let me see if I can find a way to put it in the chat. But listen, man, they had his shit packed in the background. You could see where they had packed his shit. Like his shit was neat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they took, they, time they took to their fold time. It. This wasn't, this wasn't some like, oh, hurry up. Let's just grab what we can and get the fuck out of here. This joint was straight up like, yo, we're going to steal his shit. Because they walked away. And, and they, we're going to roll out here like it's our shit. Like, I'm going to put it in the chat. Well, so nobody has stopped them because don't nobody know. Like, all, like I'm putting it in the chat. All that shit in the background that's folded up like those chairs and it's in like a convenient carrying case. That's his shit. They was about to dip with his shit, man. Oh, my God. These ladies. These ladies. I tell you. Let's go to the bonus round. All right, guys. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, double the points, double the race. Bonus round of guess the race. Everybody's two for two right now. Let's see if we can shake it up. All right. A robbery suspect starts to cry during a hotel theft. Police say surveillance ah. cameras were rolling as a man appeared to rob a Georgia Day's End. When he realized he was caught on video, he apparently started crying. Check this out. The video shows the man walk into a hotel with a handgun. He tells the female clerk to open the register. By the way, she's way too whimsical for the video is literally this motherfucker pointing guns at people and shit. Right. She she's all like, light with her voice. She's like, a oh, Georgia man. <laughs> pulls a gun and then starts to cry like you want to laugh here he forces the female employee on her knees and makes her suck her dick his dick hilariously it's like this ain't a puppy story this is terrible <laughs> people thought they were gonna die and shit and you can see him taking money out at one point he looks directly into the camera and that's when police say the man told the clerk he would use the gun if she didn't give him the keys to the safe and access to the <laughs> video camera he threatened her and then he said hey if you don't i'll shoot you but she was like i still don't know how to work it at that point i guess he was so frustrated he left crying puts his hand to his face and he's leaving location crying the clerk told the investigators the man left in tears which you can see from this camera angle as he leaves the business covering his face please say the clerk was not hurt oh you simple little bitch oh my god you ain't built for that life uh, I blame Drake and all the emotional music yeah. that the kids listen to today. <laughs> That's probably what he listened to when he walked in there. <clears throat> Blacker than Gabrielle Sidney's inner thighs. God damn, little brothers. Oh, my. You racist son of a bitch. You did it again. <laughs> you told Harpo to beat me, Black. Little Mo talking about getting punched in the stomach so hard she had to pee Black. Oh. <laughs> uh, Savage says Rico the Boy Wonder. <laughs> Black man, um, black, says Dr. Dostax. Weak black man, says Parcher. 
not about that life black the correct answer is and everybody got it black Yeah, he was not about that life. Right. Uh, Why are you playing? You know, and you know, like, <clears throat> when he first saw the camera, he's like, bitch, I want the motherfucking money and I want the safe combination so I can get to the camera. She was like, I, I don't have it. Bitch, I'm not playing with you. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't, sir, I, they don't give us access. I just got this job yesterday. I don't know how to work to save. <laughs> Please get to save. Please. I know that got ugly click, and it was funny was that in the clip. I don't know if you put the clip in the chat room, mm-hmm. but in the clip, he looked like directly up at the camera, and they like did a freeze frame of like his whole face. He was mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit, I am on camera." And he like has a like when he's walking out, he's crying like a little kid. Yeah, like his hands over his face, and he's like he about to get his door. ass beat as soon as he gets to his location. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, man, that's horrendous. What a what a biatch. All right, man. Uh, last story. Rivera Beach, Florida. Police say a six foot, 190 man, 90 pound man flew into a rage, attacking a woman when she wouldn't serve him food and then turning his attention to a 10 pound puppy outside, slamming it to the ground. <gasps> he was puppy slamming mad. Riviera Beach police responded to a home just oh, oh Florida, by the way. Uh, to a home just after midnight on June 6th for a report of a heated disturbance. The suspect, later identified as Dale D. Redding, 23, with no fixed address, homeless, had left by the time officers arrived. No fixed address. He's homeless. <laughs> An 18-year-old woman at the home told police that Redding had come into the home and demanded food that was on the stove. The woman told him that was the home residence and that wasn't enough for Redding, which angered him. She was extremely polite. Give me some motherfucking food, bitch. I'm hungry. Give me what's on your stove. This is for my husband upstairs. The big piece of chicken is always his and it's not enough. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go slam a puppy. Redding picked up the woman and carried her into a bedroom where he threw her on the bed and held her down, punching her in the mouth. She was able to break free, and the fight continued into the dining room where he pushed another identified person. The family was able to push Redden out the front door where he tried to break back in and eventually turned his attention to the puppy in the carport. The woman told police she heard a yelp and saw Redden kick the three-month-old puppy, then walk to his car. He walked back. He had a car, grabbed the puppy by the collar, choked the puppy, then slammed it onto the ground. The puppy ran to the crate, and Redden kicked it, according to the report. Redden then reportedly said he was going to get a gun and was coming back. Two children ages 16 and 11 confirmed the woman's account of what happened. The woman suffered minor injuries and altercation. Redden was jailed early Tuesday morning on charge of battery, animal cruelty, and probation violation. Riviera Beach police arrested him in May on a probation violation and again in August on assault and burglary charges. Damn, there's nobody, like, did they have a prior relationship? Like, how did this motherfucker even get in the goddamn house? All right, we guessing the race. Yeah, guess the race of Mr fuck is his name red and red and uh dale d redden dale d redden check the chat room <clears throat> uh homeless man hmm one with crispy lips and burnt skin says dr dostak one who looks like a bowling pin white body red neck oh we gotta do better black says isaac <laughs> jack black kicking that dog in anchorman <laughs> 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 says chef boy <laughs> Well, now this is happening. Oh, no. 
Oh my! I can't believe you got me laughing at this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked, he kicked Baxter off the bridge. Oh, Michael Vick, uh, Michael Michael Vick's drunk uncle, Mexican. Peter won't come after him. White, white street terrorist, white, white bleach. The correct answer is, and there's a divided audience tonight. But the correct answer is black so black people that guess black <laughs> and all you other wrong ass racists <laughs> that's right your racism fence failed you didn't you you thought it had it figured out Oh, the white entitlement of coming in someone's house and kicking a puppy and beating and, and beating a woman. You were wrong. The clue was there was no man in the house at the time. It must have been a black family. Duh. Come on. Oh, Lord. Obviously, he came up in there. Um, and I wonder, was there a prior relationship? Yeah, I wonder, like, could it be his kid? Could those be his kids? Like, right. Are they not reporting cause it cause domestic violence? or Maybe. Because it doesn't sound like a random... You know what I mean? Like, no, you randomly is, went into someone's and it house. Don't sound like this is the first time. And you know what I mean? Like, for them, the whole incident sound like this may have happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't get out of here without talking about it, guys. Got to talk about sore ratchetness. All right, guys. We all know that there's a causes that are near and dear to Karen and I heart, my heart. And uh, some of those <laughs> have to do with swords. Yes. Someone asked me, hey, you going to cover True Blood Sword Ratchetness um, for the next news? I said, there's actual real Sword Ratchetness with people dying in these streets. This is like a fucking game to you? Hmm? <laughs> you know why we don't play Guess the Race with Sword Ratchetness? Because it's not funny. No. There's nothing good about it. It's a serious issue, and don't mock my brilliant work in this field. <laughs> When I win my Nobel Peace Prize for spreading awareness about the death, chaos, and mayhem that is spread by swords, you will all look back and say, man, he was right. Right. They've been advocating for this for years. I'm the opposite of Dick Clark. When I die, they'll talk about how much great stuff I did. A man with a samurai sword is arrested in the street. A man with a samurai sword was arrested in North Yorkshire today. The man was detained at Rams Hill Road, Scarborough, at around 2.30 a.m. on Sunday night after reportedly assaulting a woman with a weapon and threatening the police. The police, A police dog team were called to help deal with the incident. The man was arrested and bailed and the sword confiscated. Elsewhere, police said Saturday evening had passed off without a major incident. Although, well, what the fuck? Then it goes on to talk about other shit, about fights. We're here for the sword shit. I don't care about the rest of this um uh another one uh marauding gang a group of men and women led by a man with a samurai sword was like a scene from the channel 4 series 14 series shameless i've never seen it two women and two men were spotted in the street at tea time oh you british what's tea time time to drink tea karen oh okay time of the day Enforcement officers in the van uh, who followed them to the house interrupted in a, to a battle with the occupants of the house caught on CCTV before the sword was found abandoned a few streets away. Prosecutor Sam Fox told Teesside Crown Court that the sword carrier was left with a broken jaw and the occupants of the house in Compton Close, Stockton, gave as good as they got. Well, that's what I'm talking. Give her what for, old chap. 
Mr. Falk said that they might loosely be described as the complainants because they were not keen to give evidence about the incident on the 13th of May last year. And the group of four claimed that they were acting in self-defense. Yeah, that's very British. Defense lawyer said that it was sparked off by an sparked off by an earlier assault on Donna Grant, 41, by a son of one of the occupants and his friend. She set out for revenge with her ex-husband, Mark Grant, 46, her daughter Haley, 18, and John Tears Mitchell, 22, who was armed with a sword. Yeah. They they got everybody. Mr. Fox said it was possibly like an action from Shameless the whole episode. The Crown do not put (laughs) any store on the complaints evidence. Instead, it was all on CCTV. Not the whole episode. She looked at him like, uh, I don't like you. You don't like me. But for this week, we're going to put our our, uh, shit to the side. Come on, kids. In the course of that frantic, uh, I'm sorry, frenetic, aggressive, ill-tempered exchange, Tears Mitchell can be seen with the hilt of the sword. Haley Grant threw a brick towards someone and attempted to kick another man. Mark Grant had was seen scuffling, and Mrs. Grant was gesticulating wildly, being aggressive and haranguing those around her. Well, damn. When she was arrested by the police, she threw her brick, her head back in an attempt to make contact with the police officer. Nigel Soppett, defending Tears Mitchell, and Donna Grant said that she was upset after being assaulted earlier, and she went around the, to the man's parents' home, where she was thrown to the floor and hit again. Tears Mitchell suffered a broken jaw, and Mark Grant was also taken to the hospital with head injuries after being given a good hiding, said Stephen Constantine, defending him. What the hell is that? Sounds like an ass whooping. Okay. I gave him a good hiding, Your Honor. Yes, I did. <laughs> I hided him very good and well. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed, oh, chap, yes, indeed. Uh, Judge, Judge <laughs> George Morehouse. His bucktucks was, ki- was quite red from the hiding I gave him. <laughs> Perchance you, perchance I could intrigue you for a good hiding, young man. Yes. Uh, that also sounds like it could mean fucking. I bet they probably use it as slang for fucking too. <laughs> I gave her a right, gave her a right good hiding, if you know what I mean. Yes. Um, Judge George Morehouse told the four that kind of behavior will not be tolerated. Anyone seeing it would be extremely frightened. They always do this in. What, they always do this in the English stories about swords. It's always like. Anyone seeing it would be so scared. Like, is that part of the legal precedent there that, yep. well, if you, if someone, if a random person saw it and was scared, it's against the law. Like, that is the new thing. Because their laws are very different. Like, yeah. they don't have a lot of guns, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know English law, so maybe someone else can tell us. But yes. Like, every article about swords is like, if a person would have saw it, they would have been scared, said the judge. You're like, well, Everybody would have been scared. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? I am satisfied that this offense has to be marked with a penalty. Tears Mitchell of Greensback Road, Stockton, had to give, was given a six-month jail sentence suspended for two years with supervision for 12 months and a 100-year-old surcharge after he pleaded, pleaded guilty to possession of an offensive weapon in a fray. Donna Grant of the same address, Haley Grant of Cowper, uh, Cowper Road, Stockton, and Mark Grant of Norton Road, Stockton, were given 12-month community orders with supervision and 100 hours unpaid work with a 60-euro surcharge after also pleading guilty to a fray. I still say I don't care what those people did to her. This sentence is not tough enough. We already have laws on the books. We don't need your street justice with you and your ratchet-ass family running around with swords, trying to be vigilantes. Keep that shit to your motherfucking self. We will see you guys tomorrow for another episode of That Blood with uh, Justin. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh... Until then, uh, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah.